Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Wine podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. I'm really excited about today's guest. We have Nick King, the co-founder and CEO at Vint. Nick, how are you today? Doing well. Really excited to be here, Jared. Excited to have you. A lot of, lot of exciting things to dive into today. I think it'd be great if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background, and then we can dive into an overview of Vint. Absolutely. So a little background on myself and how it led me to Vint. I've always been a trader at heart, whether it was Pokemon cards or players on the FIFA market, finding these inefficient markets and participating in them. I went to college at UVA, was in the value investment industry at a fund that managed about 20 billion. I combined that value mentality with the trading mentality and applied it to wine as an asset class. And what's really interesting about wine as an asset class is that it has these strong returns. Um, Cambridge ran a study over the last 120 years um, showing 8.5% annual returns. It's largely uncorrelated to traditional financial assets, which is exceptionally um, pertinent in today's day and age where things have been um, largely going down. And then third, it's a really inefficient market. And by that, I mean, fragmentation leads to price disparity and different geographies, different sourcing channels at scale, which makes it really, really interesting from an investment perspective. Basically, those insights led me to pursue Vint. And can you can you talk us through? So let's go off of that a little bit more. Um, you know, when people when people visit your site, they'll see that uh, you you source and you build these collections. Each collection is securitized with the SEC. Can you talk about what being secure uh, securitized with the SEC means for those that are maybe unfamiliar with it? Definitely. So a bit of background on the wine and spirits industry that'll you know, provide context as to why we went down this route. When my co-founder Patrick and I were looking to invest in this asset class to pursue those themes that I just mentioned, basically the only way to do so was to send a 50K check to someone in the UK and you would get a list of wines back three weeks later. We thought that was a highly inefficient, opaque, and you know, largely inaccessible process for most people. So we spent eight months with the SEC going back and forth, creating the structure that allows us to curate thematic collections of wines and spirits, file paperwork with them, securitizing the assets, allowing anybody, accredited, non-accredited investors, um, the ability to really transparently and efficiently access this asset class. So what exactly does securitization mean? Um, Basically, we'll curate the assets, say um, a case of three 2018 um, Domaine de la Romani Conti, $100,000 collection will offer investors the ability to purchase shares in those collections for $100 a share, a really, really um, efficient way for people to get exposure to the asset class. And Nick, can you talk us through some of the success stories of like, uh, like appreciation in terms of some of these collections, and then also maybe just give us some averages over, over the last couple of years? Absolutely. So when we launched, it was about two years ago, we launched with a $46,000 collection 
of California wines, Screaming Eagle, Opus, Harlan, sold out in under an hour to, to 80 investors. Since then, we've done about 50 offerings on our platform. And we look at this asset class as a medium-term asset class. However, we are opportunistic, and we've had a series of exits already um, from some of our offerings. So that first California collection, we actually exited at a 17% total return. Um, that exit was processed Q3 2022, uh, a little over a year hold period um, for that collection. And what was really interesting about that is that if you looked at the underlying asset valuations on Wine Searcher, we actually outperformed pretty materially. The assets were up 11%, but we were able to generate 17% returns, showing some of the value that we offer in terms of sourcing advantageously, and then also exiting through advantageous and cost-efficient channels. A second example would be um, Champagne. We did a Champagne collection, and we have processed two rounds of distributions for investors. Um, the average return on those is around 20%. Once again, all of these have been within the last six months when the stock market, crypto markets, bond market, everything else has been going down, which speaks to this asset class and its lack of correlation to um, traditional financial assets. So on those six distributions, which are some total collection, some partial collection, the average uh, net return on that is a 28.3% um, return. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, take that. Absolutely. Um, so what's interesting is, you know, there's been a, it's been an interesting market over the last year or two, right? So that's probably continued to shine the spotlight on you know, a type of alternative asset class like wine and other areas as well. Also, crypto has has not seen, uh, you know, many bright days as of recently. Um, so, you know, along with the, the success that you've had over the years, helping build out this alternative asset class and, and building out Vint, that recently led to a funding round, right? Another a recent funding round um, with uh, some, some, some investors. Can you talk through who participated and what, what the use of proceeds uh, for that round will look like? Definitely. So in October, we closed a $5 million seed round. We were going out for $4 million. We were able to oversubscribe that round. Really excited about the investors that we got on board. So Montage Ventures led the round. Um, their partner, Matt Murphy, he um, is a partner in a winery, has a background in the fintech industry. So you can combine those two things. And that's exactly what we're looking for when it comes to developing this long-term partnership. Additional investors are MSNAD Ventures, Fintech Ventures, who led our pre-seed round, which was a $1.7 million round, Great Oaks, Plug and Play, and then Goat Rodeo Capital, which is actually a Bev Alk focused venture fund. So really excited to be partnering with those individuals. And I think what resonated, because you know, it's not been a great environment to to raise capital recently, is this mission to create a new financial asset class. If I showed you a chart that had the S P returns, volatility, correlation, um, bonds, real estate, 
and wine, and I blacked out the names, you would be like, well, this asset class over here is really interesting. I should include it in my portfolio. And that's something that wine offers investors, but no one has gone out and financialized it. So that's what those investors got really excited about, especially that lack of correlation. So in these environments where the market has been really volatile and most things have been going down, finding an asset class that you can diversify into um, to provide some downside protection as well as upside um, optionality in uh, strong markets was something that these investors had a, a thesis around. So we're excited to bring on this capital. We're growing the team. We made a really, really big hire um, sort of in tandem with this raise. We brought on Adam LaPierre. He's a master of wine, one of 50 here in the United States. He was previously the president of Vinfolio, and he now leads all sourcing, exit, all wine operations within the business. So we have a team of 12 right now. Expect to grow that team to 16 to 18 over the course of the next year, um, continuing to add some engineering talent, um, some legal and operations talent as well. Um, second, we're looking to become more and more data-driven. I mentioned the fragmentation in this market, and it certainly reveals itself in the data. You have U.S. market data, you have U.K. market data, auction market data. We're taking all in all of this information to help inform our buy and sell decisions. And we also want to provide that data to investors so that they can be more informed about the fair market value or um, other information related to their, their holdings. And then third would be new offerings. So we've done 45, we've done wine, wine futures, and, and whiskey. So looking to go into bourbon casks as a new asset class, bigger offerings, different types of structures, um, all of that to continue to grow and diversify this platform. Well, I'm really excited to see how you continue to grow the company. And by the way, that hire sounds huge. Um, I'm sure it's a, it's a welcomed hire and hearing their expertise in the space and then attaching that to what you've built today is going to be huge uh, over the next couple months, years, uh, and so on. Absolutely. Yeah, people make all the difference. Getting someone like that who I'd say is top three, if not best person in the world for the job is something that drives step function type of change. As, as we wrap up here, Nick, I'd love to hear what's next that you're really excited about. I know you shared uh, some of the plans for the use of proceeds, but just in general, for the wine space, for Vint, what are you excited about as we head into 2023 and beyond? Absolutely. Volatility gets me excited. And this is something that we were just talking about before we um, went live Innovation and change doesn't happen when everything's just nice and, and rosy, especially when it comes to investors' portfolios. Over the last 12 years, financial advisors or retail investors could have just picked stocks, maybe run a 60-40 portfolio, and everything was seemingly going up for this time period. However, we've seen over the last year that's not going to continue forever, despite the fact that, you know, when things are really good, 
we have this bias to believe things are going to continue to be really good forever. So when things are bad, people need to look for new ways to diversify. There's this um, bias called loss aversion, where loss losing money hurts way more than it feels good to make money. So this pain that investors are feeling, I view is going to be something that pulls forward alternative assets, just like how COVID pulled forward new types of e-commerce um, developments. So I'm looking out to 2023 and beyond for this institutionalization of alternative assets. Financial advisors, larger investors are going to look for new areas to diversify and put capital driven by the pain of these losses recently. So I think we're really in the early innings here in terms of financializing wine and creating this new asset class, but there are strong tailwinds behind us. Well, I'm excited to see how everything plays out and to have you come back on again, Nick, in the near future, we can have you on a panel. We can talk about more, more of wine investing and, you know, give us continue to give us that industry outlook uh, because we really, really value your thoughts on that. Absolutely. Um, this was a great conversation and happy to, to come back on anytime. Thanks, Nick.